But see I'm growing and getting stronger with every breath Bringing me closer to heaven's doors with every step As we speak I'm at peace, no longer scared to die Most niggas don't believe in God and so they terrified It's either that or they be fearing they gon' go to hell Asking the Father for forgiveness got them overwhelmed as it be spiteful like them white folks that control the jail See I believe if God is really never judge a man Because he knows us all and therefore he would understand The ignorance to make a nigga take his brother life The bitterness and pain that got him beating on his wife And we're back here at the back You already know it's a podcast with the highest level of analysis that the culture needs Jordan's on the one, stage is on the two It's just the two of us today Main man Dave's not around How you doing my brother? It's been a minute You're good man, how are you? Yeah, I'll be chilling, you know so, you have the you're, you're all still you're, you're not going back to the office if you know quarantine part two seems to be over we're back outside we're still at I, was, I was at work today and they were like oh if anyone wants to go into the office you can go in blah blah i aired that shit nice me going to the office are, you, are they mad you're done until at least after christmas yeah man i'm not i'm not moving bro i'm telling you if i can never see that office i'll be very happy with that yeah, I don't like with the, I don't know if the kidney people we have had this conversation loads of times, but just like now that outside is open, have you done anything? Have you still been cocooning at home or no, nah, I was called. I just I went, I went for dinner, like nothing special, but I saw you been out there though. You and I yeah. look look. It's 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 been a it's been a long year, you know. You have to you have to enjoy. Like I saw, I saw, I saw a tweet that said, "What's your plan for the next five years?" He says, "I want you, Lola." <laughs> I was like, Lola. "Oh my god!" Look, to be honest, it's facts, though. This is the one. Yeah, and like I just had to do. Like I was like, "Fuck it!" Yeah. It's like because next year, you know, next year is actually going to be such a busy year with like getting the wedding and the house sorted and everything. You know, so that whole these opportunities. It just seems, bro. Do you know how long it is to plan? Like bro. just. A day, let alone. Bro, I'm planning. I'm planning just a meal with my friends. I just have to book a reservation at a restaurant, yeah. And I'm just like, wow. So, like, we have to be fair to her and I. We haven't talked about the wedding in a minute, so we're just waiting to just enjoy Christmas because next year it's just going to be between trying to move out and finding a place to live, and also sorting out the wedding because then the wedding is going to be early the following year. So it's a year of just planning, and a year like it's twelve months of. for the rest of your life and planning one day it's gonna be next 12 months that like i was already even thinking about it i was like right that has to be like my only focus for throughout the whole year you just have to get that shit sorted let's not even start talking about wedding because we'll have one of those one of of those episodes again where we're talking about it's like yeah fuck it yeah man but what's going on anyways you said you had a couple questions in that yeah yeah i'm good joe but outside is open i'm I'm out here drinking again i called in Today. No, two days last week, like Thursday and Friday, I called in sick. Yeah, went, went out first. <laughs> look, look, you so you can't come and die. It's been a long year. Like, yeah, if whatever you can, that's my advice. Whatever you need to do after this year we've had, if you feel like you need to do it for your mental or your physical, do, do it. it, fam. It's it's like if I this year I start with anything is just to like fucking enjoy shit when you like enjoy life. As much as you can within your tax brackets. Remember you know, that. Within this your tax brackets. <laughs> funnily enough, that's one of the things I was thinking about. This year taught me something completely different. Yeah. It's gonna be it's gonna be more mad morbid, but it got me asking, what's actually the point? 
of like everything. Point of life. Yeah, I I I ask that question all all, all every like at least once a week I wonder that. And yeah. what, did you get to a conclusion? No. See, because okay, so this is this is the thing, right? Um, how can mm. I put this? Um they have told us our whole lives that we do all of these things because it's good for our future and blah blah and you do this because of this every single thing that they told us was important doesn't matter right now like within an instant literally it's gone like that and mm. how i see it, how i have been seeing it is that everything if you ask someone oh what's the point of life or whatever or, what's actually the point they pretty much damn near always come with like man-made things like work is man-made like literally if we don't if we all don't go to work tomorrow and everybody just stops spending money and everything the sun rises the sun sets so that it can't be the point do you get what i'm saying so it's just kind of like a what's actually the fucking point do you get what i'm saying like what's the point of it all what's the point of going through well also this isn't on some, some like depressed suicidal shit it's just a genuine question of like but yeah what's the point like do you get what i mean yeah no like i get what you're saying like I get, no, I get what you're saying, and like I thought, whenever I've had this conversation, I always refer to like a Miley Cyrus. Life is what you make it. So, and essentially, it's like whatever you seek is the point. Is the point because we're like everything. Everything is vanity. We're gonna leave everything behind on some morbid shit. That's why religious religious people will tell you the point is to get to heaven. Like you do everything on earth, so when you, you can die, you can have eternal rest. That's what religious people tell you. Like agree with it or not that's what they would tell you and some people you'll meet some people that's like look i'm here once bro you're you're calling up madly i thought maybe sometimes my house internet cuts off so i went to my normal internet no i think i think about i think it might be my my you know my laptop's piece of shit the funny um yeah just say that again no i was just saying like now I was saying like, whenever like this topic comes up, because I've had this topic a lot, it's especially this year, which was everything. You get a lot of time with your thoughts, and you deep into like you can do without essentially. So what is the point? And I I was saying is I refer to like a Miley Cyrus lyrics when you was like twelve or thirteen or something, and she's like, life is what you make it. So whatever you seek is there is no answer that's universal for everybody. That, like this is the point of life that I, that's what i believe because if you ask religious people what is the point of life they will tell you is to serve god so when you die you have eternal peace they think their purpose on earth is to serve a higher being when, the high, when they die the higher being will give them eternal peace that's what they think their purpose on earth and i've met like white people at work that because they don't believe into like they're not the most religious or they don't have a relationship with god like that they think that their purpose on earth is to just enjoy the time they have here because they know they have a short time is to just make the most out of your time on earth in whatever manner you seek that to be. It's a it's a question like that people have asked throughout the history of life that like what is the point of life? And nobody, I think the answer is there's no universal answer for everybody. You've defined what it is for you, what gets you going. Some people say they didn't know what the point of life was until they had their kid. And they're like, okay, now my life has purpose, has life has meaning, has life has sense. Do you know what that kind of way? And some people like my mom says she knew what her purpose in life was when she was 15 or 16 when she started serving God. Or some people get to 30 and they have a kid and they're like, okay, this is my purpose. Not even just a kid. They might have like run into a job or a career or helping people in charity. And they're like, okay, this is my point of life. So 
I personally, I don't have the answer. I'm just obviously we're spitballing. I just think there's no universal answer to what is a point. It's mm-hmm. individual to what it is for you. And I don't know if you've got to, because I have definitely have not got to a conclusion where I can define what the point of my life is. I yeah. just enjoy it as every day as it comes, every week as it comes. I don't know what you are in, in regards to that. Oh, bro, I, right now, for the past, you know, probably since I've been born, I've been living life of vibes. I have no idea what. You know, everyone's like, oh, I know what my purpose is. I know what this is. I know what this is. Even down to my college degree, it was just kind of like a, why not? It's not like a, mm. oh, I really want to do that. Or I really want to do that. Literally everything has just been like a, fuck it, why not? Like, I don't really have a thing where I'm like, oh, this is what I want to do with my life. Or this is what I want to, do you get what I'm saying? And it's kind of weird because the older I get, the more I'm like, you should figure something out. Like you should really yeah, figure yeah. It out sooner rather than later. But like once again, I've asked around. Like it's something that I'm asked. Like oh yeah, like how do you figure out that's what you wanted to do and blah blah. And a lot of people was just like, I just knew. Like I just wanted to do that, or it's just what making me feel blah blah. But for me, I've just never had that feeling. But yeah, I, yeah, go on. I will be mad transparent and say that there was a point in my life where I thought that my the reason why I was here was more to just help people get through shit just because like for me madnesses have happened in my life and I don't blink an eye like it just like it shit doesn't really phase me like that like I'm proper disconnected with like emotions and like I can compartmentalize really really well so I was like maybe I'm just supposed to be the person that takes on their burden because if they handle it by themselves they might die but for me, it's like, it just rolls out. It's like water off a duck's back. Like, it's not really that deep or that serious. Do you get what I mean? Mm. But but then I realized that's kind of a shit way to live. <laughs> like, it's just constant shit and just darkness and just fucking bad shit all day long. Like, it's, mm. it's, it's depressing. Do you get what I'm saying? So I was like, that can't be it because you did not create me to come here just to suffer for the rest of my life. Like, bro, it's not happening. Yeah, <laughs> you know, that's you know why Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ was here for that. So it's all you. Yeah, bro, it's not me, bro. This life's for living. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, what's going? So, like you said, you you don't have, you don't act for you. You wouldn't know what your point in your life is yet. No, like I don't. Like I honestly don't know. Like I, it's, I wouldn't say I. My motivation in life has never, like, even in college, my motivation in life was never, like, I, did I care if I did good or bad? Yes. Like, just in terms of university, of course I cared. But it wasn't, like, if I did it more because I didn't want my siblings to see me as a failure. And I didn't want, mm-hmm. like, like, I always say this, I didn't want my siblings to look at me as, like, uh, especially being the eldest, I didn't want them to look at me as, like, oh, that guy's a failure. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to disappoint my parents. Like, that was my purpose. And now I'm reaching a life, like, I'm at the stage where, obviously, I'm looking to get married and but like move out move on and even till now what i would say have i found the thing that fulfills me in this life that can fulfill me till i die maybe like i've enjoyed sport and i've enjoyed football but it's also the fact that i could just give it up and not mm-hmm. blink and never look back and not really look to be into like into football in one way or another like look at moyo moyo loves football so much that he's going out of his way he's moving to manchester he's coaching, oh no that's that's the coaching. Point like he, he needs to feel that Mm-hmm. yeah yeah and so like 
I love football, but like I look at that and I'm like, no, I loved it, but even at that stage, I I just enjoy it now. You know, this is a, an eternal question because people go to fucking Thailand and go to resorts and go to yoga. Even in Doctor Strange, when he went to fucking the mountains because he didn't have his hands, seeking purpose to your life is a thing that people throughout life. And I think especially you like you get older and you've got to a stage where you've wondered, it's like, am I just gonna be here to help people? And you're like, nah, I can't be here taking on the burden of everybody that ain't it for me i might have enjoyed it at that stage in my life but at this stage it just like I'm, I'm sure you don't mind every now and again helping people or listen to someone but it just can't be your thing like you're like nah this can't be my niche you know exactly but like yeah you know what and you know what the more, the more the more i'm thinking about it i don't know i don't know if maybe years ago it might have been one of those things where someone found the one thing and that's what they do for the rest of their life but the way that the world is moving now, I feel like there's so many things and it's just like, yeah, there's just so many things. Do you get what I, do you get what I mean? Like, yeah, the more, the world is moving so fast, but what was I about to ask you? Um, like the way you're saying it, it's like, because there's so much happening and the world is a lot happens, it's hard for people. What I find, I don't know, looking from the outside in, just as this is my perspective on what I see other people. Cause I have a friend, for example, who I grew up with and I see him every day. He just wakes up. He's still, he's still like, he's 26, 27. He's still Snapchatting weed. He's smoking weed on the snaps. And like, this is someone I grew up with. So it, like it bothers me in a way. I'm like, come on, man. Like you're 27, 26. I know it's your life. But you you have to be more than just Snapchat and weed and smoke the weed. Like, yeah, exactly. You have to be more than that. So then I realized it's actually tough for people to stay on course and focus on one thing and just do that one thing. And it's not for everybody. This whole like, okay, go to college for four years. I know you did it, and it was no thing. It was like, yeah, I just did it and I did it. But some people, it's to stay on course because a lot is there's a lot of distractions right now. So to stay on course and focus on one thing and to see a long term gain in that one thing. That for some people is very, very tough and very challenging because they're going to hop and jump. And before you know it, you're blinking. And just like that, in two years, I'm turning 30. Like, it's like, whoa, what happened there? It's... Yeah. Bro. <laughs> Same with that I... guy. And I'm just looking at him and I'm like, yo, bro, you're, you're a dad and you're still Snapchat and you smoking weed on Snapchat. Like, okay, smoke. I'm not even against weed. Like, oh, I have friends that smoke weed. But you're waking up at 6 a.m. Monday to Friday and you, you're putting on a snap as if it's like you're cool. I'm like, what the fuck is this shit? Well, no, yeah, I know you blink you and you're Bro, bro, I've like, this is the thing, right? I don't remember much about my childhood, but I remember very specific moments. And I remember I was nine. I was nine and it was like 11.58 or it was like 11.55 the night before my birthday. And I, I sat there and I was like, bro, did you? You're moving into double digits, you know. You're becoming a big man, you know. And that felt like yesterday. I'm 25 now. Mm. <laughs> you probably, <Yeah. laughs> like, things are just going like that. And you know what? The whole thing with staying course, I get that. And you know what's happened to me over the past, like, maybe let's say even three, four years, is that mm. before, I used to be very, I didn't really think about what the point was. I just said, I want to do this. Mm. So I did it. But now, because I'm questioning, what's the point of everything? I'll start something, and sometimes I'll be like, what's the point? And then I'll stop it. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm. So, like, now I'm in this weird weird place where I was like, you can't keep doing that because four years have gone by, and it feels like nothing, and you haven't com- accomplished anything new in those four years. So yeah. how do you now 
get back on on track. Do you get what I'm saying? For me, I found my answer, and it's like, you know what? Even if it's all pointless, and you're just gonna die one day and whatever, um, mm. everything we do, if everything we do is pointless, like let's say anytime we play a game, it's pointless because it's just a game at the end of the day. It doesn't really mean anything in the grand mm-hmm. scheme of everything. But you always mm-hmm. want to win. So in yeah. life, just treat it as a game and just win. <laughs> so that's where that's where I've come up with with, with this whole um, pandemic. Yeah, see, that's a good way to look at it. It's like the way Kevin Hart went on Joe Rogan and he said that he sees like, or even maybe it was Israel Adesanya, one of them anyway. They see it's like life is like a game and they're player one and they're playing the game of life. And essentially you're gonna your character is going to die there's a biblical term don't mean to be like religious it says vanity is vanity everything is vanity because at the end of the day whether you achieve billions or you work in regular nine to five the rest of your life you leave it all behind so for some like in in that way it's like so that way you might as well stay of course because like you're saying those four years regardless will pass what do you do that thing? What do you start something? What's the point? And you stop four years later, you, you like you feel like, why didn't I not just do that? Because that four years, whether you like it or not, we're gonna pass anyways. So like and I think about this, not only do I think about this, I think about death as well. Not in a, not in a morbid like when I kill myself way, but the conceptually, like it hits me when you see your parents get old and you realize or you hear more death. Like my my friend recently lost her grandfather grandfather, and I'm just thinking like. And now the, the, the mom has no parents, but parents are dead. I'm like, you know, the concept is mad that every single one of us one day, like I'm gonna, by God's grace, grow old with my missus, it'll all be good. And at some stage, one of us has to go and leave the other person behind. And I've known my missus since I was like 17 years old. So like, I've been I've so 17 years old, it's gonna get to a point where I'm just like, re, what, like and just the concept fucks me up. And when that thing happens, that's it. <laughs> like, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I always say that to her. I always say that to her. I said, I'm so selfish that I want us to get old, have grandchildren. I want to go first because I don't want to deal with that trauma. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm gone, bro. I'm gone. I'm gone. You can cry. I'm, I ain't doing that shit. <laughs> but like, yeah. <laughs> even, even on that, what trips me out is like some people, like some grandparents or whatever, it's like they've been married for the whole time and then one of them passes and the other one's like, I'm gone. It's just like they just check out a yeah. life and it's like, Peace out, I'm gone. I was just like, what? Like, is love that deep? But that whole thing with death, right? It kind of, yeah, I look at it, I'm just like, because I think about death all the time. And I don't know. Oh, this is beautiful. This brings me on to my next topic, right? So with death, obviously, being Christian, whatever, you believe that there's heaven and hell and what, whatever. But I was listening to Charlemagne four or five years ago, whatever. And him and Andrew were having a conversation about like heaven and hell. And he they were talking about they don't really think they're not sure if hell heaven or hell is a physical place. And mm. I don't know, I kind of fuck with that, you know. Because that feeling when you do something good, right? Because at the end of the day, all religions pretty much just tell you to be a good person in the in yeah. the, that's all they really do kind of situation the premise so, of religion is do good and good things will happen that's exactly. the premise of religion that's the premise of all of them do you get what I'm saying so it's yeah, kind of like what if, what if it's that feeling that you get when you do something nice like you might do something nice for your mom your sister or just anybody you get that nice feeling <laughs> that warm fuzzy feeling and then that's heaven 
But then, let's say you go out and you do something fucked and you know it's fucked. Mm. Isn't, and that feeling, that feeling of like, oh, why the fuck did I do that? And you just kind of look at yourself and you're just like, oh, what the fuck is wrong with me? And mm. that feeling, is that feeling then hell? Because mm. the whole concept of a physical place of heaven and hell has got me kind of weird because, funnily enough, watching this, sh- there's a show on Netflix called The Good Place. I don't know if you watch it. It's it's proper. It's a proper. It's a proper interesting show and everything. But to sum it down, actually no, give us. Actually, to be honest, it's been out for time. Sum it down. Long story short, they found, they have a rating system. So every time you do something good in in the in your life, you get points, good points, and then you do the bad things, you get bad points, obviously. And then if you get more good points and bad points, or you reach a certain quarter, you go to the good place, which is heaven. And if you don't, you go to the bad place. But then when they find out that the system is cracked that nobody like over the past like 100 years or something like that nobody made it into the good place nobody made it to heaven and that got me thinking is that level of like what we're supposed to be doing to get into heaven is the bar too high because we're not perfect we're never going to be perfect so are we damn near like condemned because yeah no yeah do you get what i'm saying no, I get what you're saying, but we like, have we put so much, such a high expectations on the people that are going to be able to get into heaven? Let's let's even take away from our expectations. What let's let's in this situation mm-hmm. use the Bible and what the Bible says and what you should be doing as opposed to what you are doing. Do you get what I'm saying? Because if all if all sin is supposed to be on the same level and there's lying is a sin, let's say masturbation is a sin, all of these things, sex before marriage is a sin, right? the bar that is set for us to get into heaven is so high and I feel is damn near unattainable. So what happens then? Yes, and if we're looking at, because I'm Christian, I don't know what any religion says, so I'm going to speak from a Christian and I was raised a Christian and I've I've been to church my whole life. So if we're looking at it from a Christian standpoint, yes, that is the bar to avoid sin and avoid all these things. But it's also because the bar is so high and so unattainable. That's why sin was so easy. Like you ate an apple and sin came to came on earth, didn't it? And that cracked the system. Then there was like homosexuality, Sodom and Gomorrah. People, Abel was killing Cain. All of these sins came because humans, like you said, they're imperfect. You're a me, bro. You're a me, bro. Sorry, someone came in my room. Because humans are imperfect, these things, these things are gonna be inevitable that's the purpose of jesus christ that's why he sent jesus because he knew if jesus came and jesus died for our sins and in christianity the cheat code is uh, john 3 16 it says literally if you sin and you repent and you take jesus christ as lord and savior and you believe in jesus christ as lord and savior you will not perish and have eternal life do you know what i mean so the in christianity anyways the bar is like high because those things are part of the Ten Commandments and everything. But when he sent Jesus back and he said, oh, just believe in my son as your Lord and Savior and you'll be saved. So people can do fuck shit all their life. But before you die, if you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, God will be like, you know what? You've repented. Even though you've killed 10 people, you've repented and you've taken in Jesus, you will be saved. That's why you see people that come out of prison who are like murderers and they're like, nah, I've accepted Jesus. I'm working a new spirit, a new battle. Do you get what I mean? We, yeah. Despite, especially in religion, despite despite the bar, be, despite the bar in Christianity, not religion, despite the bar being so high in Christianity, the way to get out of it is very low as well. You could kill ten people, but say I believe in Lord Jesus Christ, Lord and Savior, 
and you, your your sins are repented and you go to heaven. But then, doesn't that defeat the purpose? Defeat the hope, because that means yeah. damn near everybody goes to heaven. Yes, like not yeah. everybody. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, and I always say this, and I so I always say that's why you always say I don't really believe in hell, and I, like as corny as it is, like it came from like a J Cole lyric where he says he doesn't believe in hell because if God is a father and God is all loving and all understanding, God sees the heart of a man. And he understands, and he understands the bitterness and the jealousy that'll get him to kill his brother. And Cole says this in a song. And I'm like, as human beings, if your brother or your son does something foul, yeah, and kills somebody, you can't switch that love off for them. Even though you you recognize what they have done on the highest degree, they've taken a life, it's foul. A parent cannot switch off that love they have for a child. And they, even though some parents might not fuck with their child and they might not some people, parents even kick their child out of their house, but they still love them from a distance. That love never goes. They, they, just, they just wait for the child to come back, which is actually the story of the prodigal son. Like, if you remember that, yeah, that yeah, st- yeah, story. Yeah, yeah. So if humans are capable of that understanding and that love and can forgive on that level, and we put God on this pedestal, and we put God on this pedestal, do we not think that God can also do this? Like, so that's why after I heard that lyric from Cole, I'm like... The concept of hell makes no sense because we could even us as human we condemn our children and we condemn our siblings and we condemn our even our parents if they came back and they asked for genuine forgiveness and remorse we forgive so if why do we think that god doesn't grant that to, to other people all right so pretty much pretty much what is what i'm hearing is like because i've actually heard this in uh in a video or something on twitter before and it's like Technically, what you do doesn't matter as long Sorry, as I think it's enough. So I, I was saying, like, technically, what you do doesn't matter as long as at the end of the day, you believe that Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior. Yeah. That's mad to me. That's like, Christianity. <laughs> like, I can't speak for all religion, but that's no, Christianity. I, yeah, I, I, I get it. Like, you know what? Because, like, I've just been doing a lot of thinking about, like, all the like all these kind of things yeah like bro i've been in my head 24 7 like even the next thing i'm about to talk to you about is gonna be just left but like yeah it's it just almost doesn't make sense to me and i understand that there's some things that you're never gonna understand and some things that you never get the answer to but like you're telling me okay you know what it is right I think I've said this on a podcast before. A lot of the Christians that I have up, seen. Yeah. yeah, hello, can you hear me? Can you hear me, yeah? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, so a lot of the Christians that I have seen that are living, quote unquote, Christ like, mm. their life lo- looks mad boring to me, right? And if we're supposed to go by what mm. the Bible says to get into heaven, I, un- I can understand why their life looks like that. But if it also says that you just need to believe in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior to get into heaven. My life doesn't have to be that thin. It's, you know what? Yeah. This just goes back yeah. to you. Again. And, and I guess What's that's the like, point? Yeah. No, I guess like it's a weird loophole to put that John 3.16 
in the Bible, but to also put like the Ten Commandments, like because throughout the history, even within the Bible, because I can't talk about Christianity, even in the Bible, men that committed adultery, men that committed murder, men that committed lives. So heck, people crucified Jesus, and people doubted that Jesus was like Jesus came back to life. All those men, the minute when God spoke to them, and they accepted like. King David and King Solomon were committing adultery and killing people. But when God spoke to them and they accepted, he worked with them and he talked to them too. They do, like, I'm, I would assume that they're in heaven because their their stories are big in the Bible, you know? I, and throughout the Bible, it's actually, the Bible, the people in the Bible, it's actually a story of how imperfect people were mm-hmm. used by God, essentially. Like, mm-hmm. how imperfect people can still be used by God and have a purpose. So, I get what you're saying that like you do not leave need to live life to that extreme because I'm I wouldn't call myself religious but I believe in God so I don't live like an extremely religious life and I look at it from sometimes I'm like ah maybe you're doing too much but it it gets back to your original point if that's you feel like that's your purpose and you have peace and you find ease with that yeah. that's like I said life is what you make it if that's what you get joy from hey I get joy from going out uh, drinking cocktail going to hotel room and clapping cheeks that same Friday night, that same Friday night, you're going to Bible study and you get joy from that. It, it is what it is. That's there's, there's there's no there's no universal way to kind of test to live this life. Okay, okay, that makes sense. All right, let's 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 move on real quick because we have about what forty minutes left, not even thirty. Yeah. What's called? Yeah. If you if you were to come back to this world, right, and there was a choice yeah. of either being black or white, would you come back black? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, perfect. And it's hard. It's, it's actually hard to answer that because I don't know anything. And I feel like my skin color has helped me build certain level of character that, especially living in the Western world, it's helped me build a certain level of character that white people just won't understand. And yeah. that's how you say this. It's like yesterday I'm watching the football and the PSG players walk off. And it's because a referee used the word Negro and the PSG players walk off the pitch. And then a pundit, Mika Richards, is saying like, so the referee's explanation, whether right or wrong, his explanation is like, the word Negro in Romanian means black. I was just saying like, hey, it was, you need to book mm-hmm. that black player. So, but obviously as a black person, if you're hearing the word Negro, you're, you're rattled. So Mika Richards then said, as a black man, if someone says, hey, book that black guy, I'm not really going to be offended by it. So I was talking about it, we'll work with my guy, Sam. And I'm like, because black people, we experience, we experience such a higher level of racism, right or wrong, so then when you mm-hmm. hear that black man, you're desensitized to it. So it doesn't like yeah, no, 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 no. much because you build enough character to be like, I've been called a black nigger. I've been saying, go back to your own country. So if someone says, hey, book that black player. Of course, it maybe irks me, especially the word Negro. Especially, of course, it'll irk me. Mm-hmm. But because you experience such a high level of racism as a black people, it just builds a certain level of character that you probably don't have if you're white. That's Yeah. All right. Okay. This is going to go completely left, by the way. So I was listening to, I can't remember what I was listening to, but they were talking about the whole being born gay, nature versus nurture and everything. And one of the things that, this is something that I have thought as well, like you have to be born gay because why the fuck would you choose to go through all of that for no fucking reason? But then in my head, it clicked that a white person probably looks at us and like, why the fuck would you want to be black? Like, yeah, cool. You guys are cool. But apart from that, so I have to deal with racism. I have to deal with this. I have to deal with that. Like at every point, black people have been disrespected. Like, fam, like even the fights of like just human rights, we've been jumped by bare people. 
like, bro, we're still the back of the line. Do you get what I'm saying? So now when I ask somebody, would you, if you could come back, would you come back black? And everybody I've asked has said yes. Would it not be the same if I asked a gay person, yo, if you had the choice, would you come back gay or not? They would probably be like, yeah, because it's a huge part of me. I can't let that, like, I can't imagine yeah. not being black. The only people I believe, this is obviously just brilliant idiots. I think the only people that would probably wish to come back not gay if they were gay in Africa, because they know society hates them. And to an extent, they probably could hate who they are because they can't help it. Do you know what I mean? But that's that's the thing. I don't think so, you know. Okay. Because the same way that you say your blackness gives you a certain level of character, character. they feel the same. Mm. Because mm. the thing is, like, it's not as bad, and racism is not as bad as it was before. Like, let's rewind 20 years ago, like, not even 20, like, 10 years ago in Ireland, 15 years ago in Ireland. And you get into flat fights with, like, travelers just because you're black. Or you get in just walking down the street being called it like you know what like even let's take it even further back than that. Let's let's go let's go to America, like the uh, civil rights movement, all that kind of shit, where black people are being hosed down and all that kind of stuff. Obviously, I wasn't there and I can't speak for for the for those people, but I feel like if you took a consensus back then of how many black people that were going through that struggle would ask you ask them could they come back black i felt like a good chunk of them would be like yeah i'd come back black because it's me so even if you are gay in a country that is society is against you i feel like you might still be like yo do you get what i'm saying mm. no Whoa. i get it yeah yeah because yeah, i think i was talking to someone before and they were saying they when they grew up they actually wished like they weren't gay was this was back in Ireland way back then this is a white guy and it's like I used to wish that I wasn't gay because I knew my father would hate me and I thought something was wrong with me I thought like why am I feeling this way I shouldn't feel this way why am I attracted to boys I thought something was wrong with me so at some stage it's like I really wish I wasn't like that's like that's kind of why I got to that conclusion I'm like if society hates you and it doesn't sit well within yourself do you know for example mixed race kids who yeah. their dad walked away, yeah, and they ignore their black side of them, mm-hmm. or they'll like, or oh, I saw a TikTok of one guy making a joke that he says, "Oh, my dad is here in the car with me. He actually left twenty years ago, or something." So, mm-hmm. if you were to ask a mysterious person who in that situation would you keep the black side of you, even because that's the side of you you hate, you you resent, and you probably like make fun of. That's a question that's what I would like to ask them because they're right in the middle. So they, and I've seen the ones that completely neglect the black, the black side of them. And I've seen mm-hmm. the others that are like, yeah, this is who I am. So I, that, those are, that, that's kind of like the mindset I was coming out. It's like if you didn't like who you were and you think that like your parents wouldn't accept who you are, maybe then you'd be like, I'll make a difference who I am because then everybody accepts me. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. I've never met, I've actually never put actually in person met a gay person from an African household. That's like male especially well we should have asked Salavida my how her parents actually accepted all of this that we actually like did or maybe yeah. did we I don't know what's going we need to get because you know what I've seen I've seen on Twitter like this whole thing that uh, people are putting their pronouns in their bio like 
he, she, they, them, blah, blah, blah. Like, hit, hit. bro, look, I've, I've like, nah. it's not my place. It's not my place. I just don't get it. Like, some people, like, some people have pronouns as they. So you can't go, oh, she, she said that. It's they said that. How does that make any sense? Yeah, no, like, look, when it comes to these things, yeah, the rules change under my feet basically every single day. Mm-hmm. And I never want to speak on it because I don't want to come from a place of ignorance. And also I understand that sometimes if you, the oppressors are telling you what's oppressing them, you just listen as a black person. Because yesterday, yeah. when this whole PSG incident actually happened, uh, which I wanted to actually ask you about, for your opinion, just it's not even about like sports really, just a racial issue. When this PSG thing happened and they walked off and the explanation was like, white people were saying like, he just says that black guy. If you're a black guy in a group of white people, they say, oh, uh, who, uh, who, who here drive? Who's driving that BMW? And they say, oh, that's the, the black guy. It's just an easy way to distinguish amongst a group of white people who owns the BMW. So the ref yeah. is like, who should I book? And it says, oh, that black guy. So then black people are saying, like, on the, t- it's, so black people are saying, it's like it's racist. Maybe I just think perhaps it was the word negro. Because if I, maybe also because it's in a workplace, in a work environment, what's your take if, if you are described as that black guy by a white person? Um, okay, the reason why on the football pitch I find it a tad bit different is because that's mm. why we have numbers. Oh, mm, number mm, seven mm, on PSG. Like, mm. that black guy, there's more than one black guy on the pitch. See, so, but that's, that's okay, before I get that, it wasn't even on the pitch. It was one of the coaching staffs, actually. So it was one of the coaches... And the coach was the only black coach. So then the fourth official wanted to describe to the referee which coach he was on the bench. And he went mm-hmm. to say the black guy. But he, he used the Romanian term Negro. Do you yeah. know what I mean? So yeah. obviously, obviously, yeah. So I just don't know. You've been, you've been singled out as that black guy. How does that sit with you? It depends. Like, the, see, this yeah, is... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Context matter. I agree. Because mm. I remember there was one time I was working in a phone shop, right? And the owner, I wasn't about, like, I dealt with a customer and I left, right? And then the own the owner got a phone call and he was talking to this customer on the phone. And she was like, oh, I left my phone with um, the really tall, the guy, the guy. And he was like, oh, the black guy. And she's like, yeah, yeah. And I was like, the thing is, I, like, bro, I'm black, bro. It, it is what it is. Do you get what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, like, yeah. Some, like sometimes you define people by their most distinctive character characteristic. Do you get what I'm saying? So if yes. I walk into a room yes. and you're the tall motherfucker in the room, mm-hmm. that tall guy, you're the mm-hmm. you're the one with the big ass, the girl with the ass. You're the one, do you get what I'm saying? Like the you're ginger the one, guy. You're the only one gay one. Or that gay guy. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Within like I do understand why they walked out. And I feel like it's complete, like it's com- like that's the level that we need to be at. Like when when uh, what's called Suarez was being racist to Everett, it should be a thing where we're not playing. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm. And like even if the whole team doesn't walk off, even if the whole team doesn't walk off, let the let the whites do whatever the whites want to do. But you're not gonna have a banking game with us without us black players. Like there's too many top-notch black players out there for you to know. Like do you get what I'm saying? Because Mbappe walks off the pitch. Neymar walks off the pitch. Who else? 
Dembaba walks off the pitch. Uh, fucking who else is who else is Napier's G side that's black? Um, I don't even. Yeah, there's loads of black people. Yeah, do you get what I'm saying? All of them walk off the pitch. What you do? Do you get what I'm saying? Like, there's so many high level black players at this point. Like, this race, like racism in football, should not still be happening. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, Mm. even what happened was the other day. Like, what last week with Millwall? With Millwall? Was it Millwall? Yeah, what the fuck? (laughs) They just booed it. Oh, what? See, like when this racial things happens, yeah, and I I saw a good analogy about the racial thing. It's like. If, say, for example, black people are telling you, don't refer to me as that black. And I, I get what you're saying. It depends on the situation. Like, it depends on the context. Like, if, because if you, if, if I explain Digi, I said, I said, oh, do you know Digi? I said, you know Digi, the real tall Digi. Then people are like, ah, because that's like your most distinct, distinctive feature as a Digi. Because how yeah. many really tall Digis do you really know? You might narrow it down to two, then I might be like, he lives in Avon. Then I've narrowed down. Then you know which right. Digi I'm talking about. You know what I mean? So in this instance, I understand where the mind of a referee will be like the quickest way to describe the individual I'm talking about was the most distinctive feature. He's the only black person on the bench. So I'm just going to say the, the, the black guy, but another person like obviously then white people are like saying, referring to someone as that black guy, it's not really racist. And I get it. I get it because it's not like, cause they've probably said, Oh, that ginger guy. Or you say, Oh, you know, the black guy that works in that shop. For example, they probably said it without any malicious and any, intent but then one guy said to him if we're standing in a room and someone hits someone punches somebody whether that punch hurts that individual or how much it hurts that individual you can't just say say oh that punch looks soft so why did it hurt you gotta ask that person is like yo did that punch hurt how much did it hurt why did it hurt instead of you to just say they said that black guy is not racist they shouldn't be racist you should actually be like saying like why do you guys feel that this was racist because i've seen it both sides i've seen it like if someone says to me at work and just says oh that black guy i might be like what <laughs> what are you doing well <laughs> if i'm like amongst the oimbos and they're like oh you know jordan from that like jordan from that team who's jordan oh you know he's, he's the black one on that team and i'm like oh yeah that's jordan on the team I, like, <laughs> it's, it's, it's yeah, 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 yeah yeah well see the thing is i'm and, no, yeah. no, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Say what you want to say. No, no, no. And I wanted to, before you answer, I just want to ask you do you also think it's actually the term Negro that is actually making situations even worse? Because I know in some languages it's just Spanish or Romanian for black, but yeah. the, 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 the coach, he's from Cameroon. Cameroon speaks French. So if you say Negre, which is very close, that's nigger. You know, in, in, in French, noir yeah. means black. So when you, if you're French speaking, and you hear Negro, do you also think that that's like, I know it's their language, but it's gonna not sit well with black people. Yeah, you know what it is? I feel like sometimes it's just, it just goes back, to, it just goes to sensitivity training. You know the way that sometimes you could do something that works that's not bad, but mm. it can be perceived as bad. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm. Like, let's say you're allowed to be on your phone at work, but if you if they catch you on your phone one too many times, it's a problem. Do you get what I mean? Mm. So I feel like, it might it might just be one of those it might just be one of those because the thing is I see it from both sides and it probably was the negro or whatever that that sparked it and then mm. now wordy in a high wordy tempers are here do you get what I'm saying and then you're like oh no but it's not even that like I'm just saying it's just it's just black in my language but I'm already riled up do you get what I'm saying I'm not letting you off the hook yeah and also it's kind of like okay but why did you feel the need to say that like. He yeah, yeah, that's what Dembaba was saying. That's what Dembaba was saying. Yeah. Yeah, like he has a name. You could have pointed at him. You could have done this. You could have done this. You could have done this. But see, the thing is also, I see from my side, 
I don't know whether it's something that I need to unlearn or it's just because it's very hard to offend me. It it will t- it takes a lot to offend me. So, and one of the things that I hate, I don't like people pussyfooting around shit. Like like back to the back to the phone shop. It would bother me more for you trying to avoid the fact that I'm black than just saying the black guy. Mm. Like literally, I'm the mm. only black guy in the store. The black guy. Do you get what I'm saying? Like it's the quickest way to like if it's the only woman. So oh, the woman in it, like the girl, yeah, the, like her. Mm. You get what I'm saying? Like it all depends on context. Like if I'm not, if it's not, if I'm not being described in a condescending, rude, like you're not trying to be intentionally a cunt. Do you get what I'm saying? More t- more time, I let it slide because I don't know. I have this weird thing where I try to figure out why someone does something as opposed to what they actually did. But I'm also mm. learning that that's a bad thing because I just let a lot. Why is a bad thing though? Because the why thing is, about, like, no, can I no, ask why? Because you're judging what you're saying. Let me correct me if I'm wrong. What I hear from you is you're judging people based on intent rather than interpretation. Yeah, kind of. So why is that bad? It's bad because the thing is, um, okay, let, let me put it this way: if I come and slap your missus now, yeah, no, no, let, mm-hmm. let's not even take your missus. Let's forget your missus. If I come and punch up your brother now, yeah. Hmm. You're gonna be angry. Mm-hmm. Now, whether I have a valid reason to punch up your brother or not, you're still gonna be like, "Don't punch up my brother," or let actually, mm. no, let's let's take it even further. Let's say you 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 now have a kid, right? And mm. I come and I hit your kid to discipline your kid. I'm mm. within all right to discipline your like he your kid was wrong, but mm. it doesn't like. I still did the disrespect. Like, yeah, cool. Logically, it makes sense. And you can see why I did it. But just because you can understand why I did it, it doesn't matter. You still did it. Doesn't mean you should do that. So Fair enough. You, you let, like, when you focus on why people did shit and be like, okay, look, I understand why you did it. And I'm not happy that you did it, but fuck it, I'll let it slide. I You let too many things slide. Like, mm. sometimes it doesn't matter why you did it. The disrespect is the disrespect. You have to deal with the disrespect there and then. Does that make sense? Mm, no, no, I get you. No, I get you. I guess that makes sense, yeah. Because it, no matter, even if the intent are good, how it makes you feel is how it makes you feel. So you still got to deal with how that makes you feel. If someone's intent was to, like, yeah, like you said, it was to, if someone's intent was good to discipline your child, but someone hating your child is not going to make you feel good just because their intent was good. I guess, yeah, okay, you broke yeah. that down well. Yeah, fair. and it's just, it's, just, yeah. it's just one of them situations and, where somebody like me like i can make a lot of things make sense even though it doesn't make sense so mm. just because it makes sense to you doesn't mean that i have to take it does that make sense like let's say mm. um your girl your girl goes off and like she lips someone else and or she cheats and it's like oh the reason why i did it is because this and this and this and this and this why you did it makes sense but the fact that you did it i can't let you slide for that even though i get it does that make sense? Mm. So that, mm. that's that's just all it is. Like, and it's one of those things where inside nah. me I have to know that, yo, like stop trying to be so understanding. Sometimes you just sometimes a fuckery is a fuckery. Yeah. Well, whether whether you understand it or not doesn't mean you kind of just be like, I get it. So it is what it is. I let it slide. That's that's actually a good point. Did you know another thing that I've learned this week is like business is just business and like you never take that shit personal and i'm saying all of this it's because 
obviously, like you know, I, I listen to Brilliance and Flagrant for the last two years every every week or something. Mm-hmm. And Andrew constantly shits on network. He constantly shits on Netflix. And then I opened up my Netflix and this guy's doing a deal with them. <laughs> and I'm like, and I was like, I was like, nah, because like whatever he has said and whatever Netflix have heard him said about it, if it makes money, it makes if it makes if it makes sense, it makes dollars. Dollars and cents is what people care about. So I'm just like, if you were a guy that would like in you know those stands, like say if Beyonce's like fuck fuck uh, Dior, for example. There's people that were like, yeah, fuck Dior. We're not going to buy Dior. Beyonce doesn't fuck with Dior. And then now you see Beyonce's doing a deal with Dior. And you were like, you're like, what happened here? I was champion. So it's like, if you stood behind what these people say or any influencer or anybody really, they'll say, me and you now could say, ah, fuck Spotify. Or even Joe Budden himself, fuck Spotify. One day you'll just bring and you're watching these guys are like doing deals with Spotify, the same corporations that they said, fuck them. And I, I learned that I was like, nah, in the world of business, you've got to learn to put egos aside because you cannot let your ego then cost you like millions of dollars. Even if you've told everybody, you've literally told your own fan base, I'm independent. I don't work with networks. I'm not going to work with networks. Fuck network. Netflix is finished. The next week we'll, we're like saying, Andros, you put up a podcast in three weeks. What the fuck is going on? Because man is doing a deal with Netflix. I was like, nah, in, in that same sense, I was just like, yeah, when it makes dollars, it makes sense. Yeah, and also you know what it, you know what it is as well. Sometimes the reason why I'm saying fuck Netflix isn't because I don't want to work with Netflix. It's because Netflix aren't willing to work with me. Not saying that mm. it's a fair thing, because like even uh, Joe Budden was like, I'm not saying that me and, me and Spotify will never work together again. That's not what I'm saying. Yeah. Right now it is fuck mm. Spotify, but it's not that we'll never work together again. Just like the same way that we've sat here and we've spoken about independence and ownership versus this and that and that and that. Let's even take Dave because you guys spoke about Dave. Was it last week? Dave Chappelle didn't take the 50 million to keep doing Chappelle show, right? Mm, mm. For Dave, it made sense. And it's like, fuck Comedy Central. No, what, who was it again? Comedy Central. I'm pretty sure it was Comedy Central. Comedy Central. Comedy Central. Yeah. But another person that isn't Dave, you shouldn't come and do. Yes. Oh, yes. Take that money. <laughs> <laughs> do you get what I'm saying? Like, they said that on. <laughs> No, they said that on the job button. I think Rory said it. Rory was like, yo, some of y'all, take that deal. <laughs> exactly. You, get what I'm saying. And you can't say no to these deals. <laughs> do you get what I mean? Like, if someone came and it's like, oh, 10 bags for um for three at the back right now, I'd be like, suck yourself. What, what am I doing 10 bags? <laughs> for what? But if someone came and it's like 10 mil, yo, mom. <laughs> mom, I signed, I signed, I signed, I signed everything away. Give me that. Do you get what I'm saying? So it's just one of the, it's just one of the it's just one of them situations where I because I've been listening to Andrew since when he was trying to do the Netflix thing and it wasn't working and it was yeah. kind of like uh, you guys aren't offering me what I what I want or what I need and because of that it's fuck you and mm-hmm. the fuck you personal it's just a business fuck you of look this is where I am this is where you are we're not gonna get here so leave it now I'm gonna elevate myself to the place where you're not gonna give me what I want. And then now let's do business. So all of that is very because who is it that said fuck Snapchat? I think it was Rihanna, in it. It was Rihanna. If Rihanna mm. and Jenna, I think. If they came with a bag, Rihanna's doing it. Do you get what I'm saying? Like obviously, yeah. Certain yeah. stuff aside, like if they were like openly racist or rapist or like me too and all that, all of that shit aside, 
But even with the racism, you could still like look at Jay Z and NFL. Mm, mm. Do you get what I mean? That, so, and you spin it. It's like, hey, if we want to create change, you have to create change from within. You have to be in the system to change the system. So people are like, yeah, man, Jesus making sense. How are we going to change anything if we're not part of the system that changes things? <laughs> Yo, Jesus collecting the bag. <laughs> That's exactly. Hope he's just getting his bag. <laughs> yeah, actually, even quick back to the racism thing. One thing that one thing that I, I never understood about um, the NFL and, and all of that stuff is that why do people forget that the the corporation cool is not bigger than the group do you get what i'm saying like yeah, the, yeah. it's not bigger than the group so when the whole cap thing happened if every black player just stopped playing because the nfl is mostly black players in it every black player yeah. just stopped playing you you can't even do anything without us do you get what i'm saying just like the same way joe has been talking about union a rap union for the past how many years if every rapper is just like, we're not releasing any music until this is sorted out, what's but they that? See, the thing is, they I, I listened to this similar topic based on the NBA when the Black Lives Matter were happening, they're going back to the bubble. They say, if you boycott, yeah, or you don't play contractually, you have to play a certain amount of games to earn a certain level of money. And I know what you're saying, these are multimillionaires. But some of them, like the average salary of the NBA is four million. You know, like and and so if you boycott for a period of time, Steph, LeBron, KD, Kawhi, they'll be fine. Like the superstars will be fine. But then you get to the people earning like six million a year. You just froze. What's me called? and you is you said, a lot of money. Go back, go back, go back. You just said if you earn six million a year and you live in. Yeah, yeah. You, sorry, I just okay. earn. Like say, so if you earn four million a year and you live in California, you're basically earning two million a year. So that way you're living, in, but you also live by your means. So I know what you're saying about the NFL. We can just boycott. But some people can't actually afford it because as mad as it is to say, some of these millionaires live paycheck to paycheck because you're living, you have a four million salary, but you're living in Beverly Hills. So you're living up to your means. So if you decide to boycott and the league decides to boycott, it's like, well, contractually, you have to pay a certain amount of games to get a certain level of money. You're not going to get that money, which actually hurts your pocket and hurts your home. Because when you sign this contract, like say, for example, if you sign a contract now for 10 million, you're probably going to spend that money like you have 10 million coming in over the year. I'm going to spend it accordingly. Or you're going to take all these loans. Now they've cut all your salary to like five million. You're like, fuck, you're screwed. So for the majority of the league, like the NFL and the NBA, after outside of the superstars, the rest of them will be fucked if they decided to like let not play because of contracts. I, look, I understand that. I'm never gonna judge anybody for for not doing what they need to do. Do you get what I'm saying? And it is one of those things, like I do understand like people have family yeah. and people have mouths to feed and everything like that. And it's just one of those things. You know what it is? It probably just comes back to the to- togetherness because, like, le- let's say, okay, to the li- to the likes of us that aren't huge like Barcelona or Real Madrid fans, when Ronaldo mm. left, the El Clasico mm. lost a bit of its yeah yeah yeah, yeah El Clasico yeah, yeah, yeah. Ronaldo yeah, it lost a lot of shine lost exactly. a lot of shine. You know what I'm so even if it was the superstars that just left. Casual fans that are coming mm. to see Steph, I'm not going anymore. People that are coming to see Braun, I'm not going anymore. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then also it could be a sense of togetherness of like, okay, we need to help each other. Do you get what I'm saying? Look, I'm LeBron. 
I got the bag. I'm mm. comfy. I've got all of this excess cash and everything like that. Yes. Let's set up a way where everyone chips in a tiny bit. Do you get what I'm saying? Let's all chip in a tiny bit to make exactly. sure that everyone's goes exactly. up kind of a situation. Because at the end of the day... That's probably the best way. At, yeah. at the end of the day, cool, I might lose money, but if the NBA is paying me $4 million, they're making another 15, 20, 30, 100 off me. Do you get what I'm saying? So for me to get mm. that, I might have to suffer a bit and then I'll get the bag in the end. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, oh, this isn't going to rookies. Rookies, stay, stay, play. <laughs> play as much as you can. Like, <laughs> do you get what I'm saying? Like, just like we said with the with yeah. the with the other deals, some of you guys need to take that deal because you're not getting another one. But the all but the thing yeah. but the thing they're is paying also, some of you guys your worth. Some of you guys are getting paid your worth. You you have some to take, you guys you have are to take that deal. More than your worth, to be honest. Like mm. some people are getting paid more than they're worth. But like it is like, yeah, I don't know. It's just I've just been thinking about a lot of those, all of those kind of things and just them kind of stuff. But if we don't have anything, do you have anything else to talk about? It's half six, what's called? Nah, nothing else to talk about, my guy. Well, that was a t- heavy episode. Look, if you've made it to the end of the pod, you've been blessed with the highest level of analysis. We are. You're all right, we are. I'm a back a little. I lift up, I look up, now I'm back.